I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. My parents constantly try to explain to me how sick he is, that I'm lucky for having a brain where all the chemicals flow properly to their destinations, like undammed rivers. When I complain about how bored I am without a little brother to play with, they try to make me feel bad by pointing out that his boredom likely far surpasses mine, considering he's confined to a dark room in an institution. I always beg for them to give him one last chance. Of course, they did at first. Charlie has been back home several times, each shorter in duration than the last. Every time without fail, it all starts again. The neighborhood cats with gouged out eyes showing up in his toy chest. My dad's razors found dropped on the baby slide in the park across the street. Mum's vitamins replaced by bits of dishwasher tablets. My parents are hesitant now, using last chances sparingly. They say his disorder makes him charming, makes it easy for him to fake normalcy and to trick the doctors who care for him into thinking that he is ready for rehabilitation. That I will just have to put up with my boredom if it means staying safe from him. I hate it when Charlie has to go away. It makes me have to pretend to be good until he is back. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Yes, people, welcome to the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. The voice you're hearing may sound unfamiliar, well, because it fucking is. Today, me, Rohat, will be hosting this Halloween special for you guys. Please follow us on all our social media, Steve, what are they? Twitter, at Podcast Verbal. Instagram, just search us, you know, Verbal Reasoning Podcast. And now we're newly on Reddit. Just search up again, Verbal Reasoning Podcast, and you'll just find us there. There we go. And share with your friends and family. We really enjoy the support. Thank you, and enjoy the pod. So today we have a special episode, Halloween, spooky season. And I want to start with um, the history of Halloween. So it all began with the Celts. Uh, They thought at the end of summer, the barrier between our world and the world of ghosts and spirits got really thin. And this meant that these spirits and ghosts could wander about on earth. So they decided to scare these spirits away with a big festival called Sarwin using bonfires. And the modern day idea of Halloween really took off when Irish immigrants in America made it popular in the 19th century. But there was an issue uh, with Halloween as it slowly became violent and a lot of vandalism to houses occurred. Obviously, um, this was done with um, everyone covering their face uh, with masks to hide their identity. To stop the vandalism, the kids will ask for candy in return to not trash your house. So originally it was an extortion deal but that changed slowly as time went on and it just became more and more popular in the 20th century. And the things we see today, such as pumpkin carvings and normal trick and treating became the norm. So what I wanted to ask you guys is, if you lot were back then with the Irish dons and you're doing all this madness, instead of candy, what would you ask for? Something that you want right now today, what would you ask for? What would it be? PS5, baby. You know what it is, 2020. <laughs> Well, I was going to say cash because, you know, uh, I don't know if you can ask for a whole piece. Like, what's the, what's the uh, frames no that rules. you're giving us? There's no rules. There's, There's no, no rules. rules. So you can literally ask for anything. It can be, it doesn't have to be tangible. My one would be hope, bruv. I've had enough. Okay. My one would be one billion US dollars. <laughs> I Aaron, think Aaron. I can buy enough hope with that. Brother, he said hope. This guy's got problems, man. We've got some deep issues, issues here. This is... We'll talk after the podcast. Yeah, um... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. It'd be like that. No, but on the level, I think, yeah, there's always something, like, materialistic, in it? You never think of, like, something like, oh, yeah. Even though we like to think ourselves as good people, 
But when it comes to these things, everyone always. Did I tell you something you lot, you lot could have said? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have asked to stop world hunger. But it's, bro, I, you gotta put some sort of rules <laughs> on this, my guy. Like, what? You're, no saying, you're just gonna go up no to rules. an old lady down your road and just say, bro, "Oh, end world hunger for me." Like, there's, there's some no sort rules. Of ra- rules. There's no rules. There's, no, no, no. There's no rules. There's no rules. I just wanted to show the pe- the listeners what kind of bullshit people you lot are. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's move on. Let's move on. Obviously, Halloween back then was completely different to how it is today. So, I wanted to ask both of you, um, how was Halloween for you when you lot were growing up? So uh, Halloween for me, we didn't really celebrate Halloween growing up, if I'm being entirely honest with you. I don't think my parents kind of grasped the concept of it, really. I think maybe my whole life I celebrated it twice. Uh, one year, I think when I was like eight. And actually, you know what? I think that was the only time. I think I only celebrated it once. And I had like um, a Darth Vader mask. Okay. Was in uh, was in one of my cousin's um, houses. And they lived in a big flat. So we kind of went from floor to floor knocking on doors asking for treats and uh we went to one door and we tried to do you know the the trick aspect of it because the guy wouldn't open the door and we could like hear him behind the door so we lifted up the the uh the door knock thing and we just let it drop so it made like a really loud sound on his door and we ran down like six flights of stairs and like 20 minutes later he must have been searching for us on every floor he just turns up shirtless guy covered in tattoos big pole in his hand and he's just like threatening two eight-year-olds with like beating us to death basically <laughs> it was like yeah that was a scary enough experience for my one and only halloween um a pretty good extravaganza. One. yeah <laughs> steve how about you for me like we did trick-or-treating innit? we did do that but um yeah I, it's similar to evan like when i was growing up obviously we didn't really have that in like my let's say native culture so my parents they never really told me about it so, for, for example, what's funny is that, you know, when kids will come around for trick or treat, I remember one time I was a kid in it, they were like, oh, open the door, like expecting me to know what to do, but I had no clue in it. So I opened the door and they're like, trick or treat, some kid with a bag. And I'm looking at the bag of sweets. And I'm like, oh, so this is trick or treating. So I just put my hand in his bag of sweets and I take some sweets. I'm like, thank you. And I just close the door. Like, I thought people come to your house and give you free sweets. <laughs> for me, for me, yeah, um, not experienced, I'm going to explain, but uh, you know your ethnic by, for me, for two things, innit? This can change for you, but for anybody else. But for me, I think this is what it is. One, if you've got a plastic Tesco bag or something that you're going out to do the trick-or-treating. And two, when you turn off all lights on Halloween so nobody comes and knocks on your door. Those are the two main points that tell me, okay, cool you're definitely ethnic so that one's say the second yeah, one was I, very so you turn off the yeah, lights you know turn now you know what i i refuse to be one. held hostage by little kids wearing masks so uh, as an adult now i just start putting up notes on my door saying i do not participate in halloween go away so you know and i don't care how grinchy that sounds but i'm not yeah. doing it yeah i'm reading that and i'm thinking wow what a fucking dickhead anyway <laughs> so obviously our experience <laughs> our experience ain't that fun to listen to um so i've done a bit of research and i looked into how other countries do it. And so I picked two contrasting ones. So one is more like remembrance and remembering and honoring and the other one's just like more fun. So the first one I wanna speak about um, is in Mexico. Uh, It's a day known as the uh, Day of the Dead and it's celebrated from the 31st of October to the 2nd of November. And essentially it's more of a remembrance day where they honor those who passed away. And if you've watched Disney's Coco, you would know in it, like that film, explains it pretty well. Um, It is believed that the gates of heaven open up at midnight on October 31st and the souls of the children return to earth to be reunited 
with their families for 24 hours. And um, on the November the 2nd, the souls of the adults come down uh, from Earth to join in the festives. And they leave offerings such as food and everything. And for the kids, they leave toys and cigarettes and alcohol for the adults. So if you could, um, you know, think of that, like imagine you're uh, coming back on Earth as a dead person and you're a recovering alcoholic, uh, Halloween must be a test for your self-control. So <laughs> that's something you got to think about. That's really interesting. Is, is, is that the one with like the face uh, coloring? Yeah, like the skeleton things. The skeleton yeah, so, one. Yeah. Okay. Like I mentioned, if you watch Coco, you know in it. So that's like more of the, you know, the remembering, honoring and stuff like that. Now, the fun one is in Japan and um, it's actually pretty recent if you think about it when, um, when I read it to you now. So in Japan, it recently burst onto the scene in the 2000s. So it's only 20 years ago. When Tokyo Disneyland hosted its first Halloween event, it was a triumph and other theme parks followed suit. Now, Halloween is one of the biggest events. However, Halloween in Japan isn't just an imitation of the American version. So, you know, they come with their own style. First of all, there's no trick-or-treating. Secondly, it's a new phenomenon. People don't care about most of the Halloween traditions which are important elsewhere. Instead, people focus on their creative energy uh, on their Halloween costumes. Uh, Japan loves to dress. Obviously, we know we see all those TikToks and stuff. And um, for Halloween offers a window of opportunity for cosplay. Uh, Halloween events such as zombie runs, flash mobs, and street parties um, are typical. So what I wanted to ask you guys is, um, in the UK, we obviously adults dress up and they go out to parties. It's not as good. You know, you just have a cat, somebody maybe dressed up as, um, FBI agent or something like that it's not it's not as extravagant but I was going to ask you as a kid uh, what was like your go-to mask and as an adult do you go out and do you still dress do you still go to parties and if so like what do you usually go as and how do you how do you find it do you still find it enjoyable or was it better as a kid going and getting sweets and stuff yeah so the go-to mask for me was uh, the ghost face mask you could get from Poundland like that was a that was a classic in the hood everyone bought that one mask yeah and uh you know would knock on doors nothing else bear in mind no like the long black shawls not the not anything else like that you just be wearing your lonsdale hoodie and your ghost face mm. mask and go around knocking on doors that mask had a remix version of it so you have the original normal one that you're mentioning and you have the one that has like blood in the mask and you could get a knife with it as well for me first time seeing that that was like wow amazing it was sick to me but steve how about you Bro, I was so scared of that ghost face mask as a kid. Like, that, that was actually scary stuff. Like, it come from that film, innit? So, yeah. like, I was shook from the film. But, like, me, growing up, like, <laughs> I cheaped out in it. So, if I did go out, it would be, um, I'd be like a witch. But I'd use a bin bag. So, I'd cut a hole in the bin bag. <laughs> You're laughing now, yeah? All right, guys, listen to this. I'll, I'll cut a hole in the bin bag <laughs> to put my head through. So, it's just large enough for my head. And then it would just cover my whole body. And then I'd just put, like, a witch's hat. So, I'm like obviously in black and like with uh, a hat on. I like how you've got the witch's hat. It's money. just the cloak. That's the issue, you know? <laughs> like, so you just, you yeah, just put yeah. a bin bag on. Bro, it's because like Poundland, didn't it? Poundland, you always got the hats and then that's it. Like, you ain't getting no costume from Poundland. I've got the how about as an, as an adult, Steve, do you go out and do you dress yeah, up? When, when, the, like, when there are events, I usually, hmm. like, I, I like to do the face stuff in it. So, like I usually go as a skeleton, like for many years I've always been. That's number skeleton. that is number one for man them. Skeleton at contacts and maybe a bit of blood on the lip. That's it. A little bit, a little bit of blood on the lip, innit? Not, to too, much. Bit, like, yeah, not, not too, too much. Not too much. 
but just a little bit, but yeah. artistic value. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but no, I like it, man. It's a bit of like you know, it it breaks that mundane, like mundane routine in the year. It's one mm. of those ones like it's in the winter. You know, it's pretty rubbish weather, and then yeah. at least you look forward to ah, uh, you know, at least Halloween's around the corner. You know, I get yeah. to like meet my friends or, or minimum like even watching films. But even when I'm like just watching films on Halloween, the 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 face paint comes on if I'm with like other people. So there we go. Yeah. Now you guys know what Steve does on Halloween. Anyway, um, there is something else in Japan which when I read this, I thought, wow, this kind of bad boy. So they transform the trains, and they make it spooky. And basically, this idea came about in the '90s where a group of American expats started throwing Halloween parties on the trains. You would see the trains full of zombies, vampires, and other scary-looking characters riding the trains and partying. And today they have like it's pro- it's a proper thing where it's structured and organized. They have websites where you can go up and oh, yeah. sign up for them. So I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, this is sick. <clears throat> I've seen a couple of videos. But the videos were like really back in the day. So I'm assuming now it's much more scary. And I thought about it and I thought like, this is good. This is fun. But can this be a bit problematic? Imagine you're on a train, many people, it's not COVID, life is good, whatever. And like the lights of the trains going off, everybody's got a mask on, you can't identify no one. A lot of things can happen, which could be very problematic. What do you think about that idea of the train being um, a sort of space where you can party and um, you can do stuff, but, and everybody's drinking as well, keep that in mind, but you don't know who's who, there's a lot of people on the train and it's really dark. What do you think, like, that as an idea? And um, if, if you do think it's a good idea or a bad idea, also mention, talk about how it can be problematic. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea, but I can see, like, injuries happening to be honest like if the train veers on one side mm. do you know what I mean everyone's drunk and it's or like you know you know like with these kind of parties mm. usually what happens like there's always a fight or something do you know what I mean when, when alcohol is involved you maybe see, like, happening, maybe I'm a bit more fucked in the head but I was thinking about like death and man getting stabbed and man getting killed and I mean, it's giving me train to Busan vibes more than, you know, yeah. hey, guys, kind of um, like that, nice yeah. shout, nice shout, guys. Yeah, that's a great movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, yeah. So if you, it's, it's what is it, Japanese? If I'm not mistaken, what is it? It's Korean. It's I Korean. think it's a Korean, Korean movie, yeah. Guys, yeah, have a watch. That movie is sick. That movie is sick. It's yeah, it's, give, it's giving me those vibes. And I, I, like, the thing is, there are train parties. They have been historically as well. So it's basically the same thing. It's just uh, with this, you're wearing masks. So mm. that's the that's the the anonymity of it might lead to but some kind of mischief. It, but beyond that, mm, I think yeah. it's you know. But this I is like a like build a up idea. to a horror film. But it's yeah. like a build up to a horror film, bro. Like this is yeah. this is like straight up horror film uh, storyline. It's Halloween though, oh, bro. Go to a party. You know I mean? yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna uh, lie. If anyone's gonna make a, I mean, a Train to Busan is that, but this would be uh, one that is different. If anybody's gonna make a movie or something, and I hear about it, and we're not getting a cut. <laughs> we 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 lawyering up in it, so yeah, we're lawyering up because you stole the idea that we've uh, stole from the Japanese or the you know whatever. That's so. it. There we go. My you head. know what? What I really like about like the Japanese culture is that they're not afraid to do all this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean like mm. they're quite like extravagant? When you go elsewhere, it's a bit more. I don't want to say conservative because the rest of the world is not really that conservative, but they're a bit more like withdrawn. I think the Japanese culture in general is withdrawn, but when they do stuff, they do it properly. Do you know what I mean? When they do cosplay, like they do cosplay properly, like they proper love entertainment. And I really respect that. Yeah, them Asian sides over there, 
everything is like you know how they say in america everything's bigger i feel like we forget about like asia when asia do something they do it proper like they really really yeah it's it's very like victorian english over here where it's like you know stiff upper lip and you know like over here even even where we live like i said you know people would get the one pound ghost face mask and a lonsdale hoodie and just go around trick-or-treating like that but like you know, if, if you saw someone wearing something even slightly more extravagant, you'd be like, oh, what's this idiot doing? Do you know what I mean? Like you, people over here, they like to kind of point and ridicule more. So we don't really tend to have these sorts of uh, big events, although it is growing like, you know, Comic-Con and stuff like that with cosplay is becoming more regular in the UK yeah. now. So we are heading in that direction, I think, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. But isn't that because of Japanese culture? Like, Yeah, definitely. No, like no, they, they, they're spearheading we it, on, for sure. We latched on to like anime. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Considering it's celebrated worldwide and a lot of uh, a lot of time goes into uh, making Halloween like a big event, how much do you think, and I want you to both guess, how much do you think is going to be spent this year on Halloween? I mean, I, I'm assuming you don't have the correct answer because it hasn't happened yet, but um, do you I have do. the correct answer? Don't ever doubt me again. I do. But is it like a rough estimate then? Bro, yeah, it's, it's from the national... Yeah, but... Bro, it's... it's, it's, it's it, it, yeah, obviously it's an estimate. It's from the National Retail Federation. That sounds... Proper serious. Right, so. Okay, so right, let, let me let me, guess, man. let me let me. All right, Jesus Christ, man. Let me, all right, uh, two billion. All right, I'm gonna assume it's worldwide. Let's say I'm gonna go two and a half billion. Okay, Steve was closer, but you were both quite wrong. It is eight billion US dollars plus plus. Yo, think crazy. of it and keep it keep in mind. It's gonna be during COVID. So still during COVID. They're gonna be make, uh, They're gonna be spending worldwide eight billion dollars on uh, on on Halloween on a single day, or a build up to a that's single crazy. day. That's crazy! What a big business! That's nuts! What a huge Cr- business! Yeah, of course. That's insane. And that's and that's yeah, yeah. And that's the thing with um with everything really. I mean, at first it starts off as like I mentioned at the beginning. It starts off as a nice you know holiday because people believe that the barriers between the dead and the world becomes really thin. It becomes now okay. We can make money off it. And that's the same with like every other holiday, Christmas, Easter, everything. So I'm not surprised. But mentioning COVID, you know what? Um, Sorry, but like it's interesting you say that because like if it's eight, if it's eight billion for Halloween, how much is spent on Christmas? Like that's that's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like it must be a fraction of it. This Mm. is why I'm um I'm very pessimistic about uh, the chances of there being a lockdown over Christmas, just because I feel like so much money must be made over both Christmas and New Year's that there's no way they can afford to like lose that sort of money. And actually it's interesting that you brought up Christmas and we talked about Train to Busan. Um, There's a rather strange movie called Krampus and that's kind of meshes the two together. So, you know, let me give a movie suggestion there as well. It's it's an all right movie. It's a little, it's a little creepy. It's a little comedic, but um, yeah, Krampus because they, they mesh together uh, basically Ha- uh, Christmas and Halloween, um, mm. so yeah, check that out. Do you, do you think it's a bad thing that it's become like a profitable thing? Because it's not just big businesses that are profiting. Obviously, like you always get the smaller stalls that open up only during these seasons. Yeah, you know, no, no. You know a, lot, a lot of like uh, own yeah. private thing. Yeah, so the way I kind of said it is, it kind of maybe sounded like I'm against stuff becoming profitable, but you know what? No, nah, man, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's a good day to, you know, it's an experience for the kids. It's it's a it's a day to, you know, go out there, especially for like, you know, the Japanese as well. It's a day to go out there, express yourself, have a bit of fun. 
you know, everything, not everything has to be like, some stuff should be profitable just like that. I think it's good. I mean, yeah. I, like I, I reckon if it, if it was like, well. um, if it was like, uh, you know, when you think about it like, Chris, like Christmas again, let me just bring, cause it's an easier comparison than the Celts and what Halloween is right now. But like, you know, with Christmas, it's obviously the birth of Christ, but now, you know, with Coca-Cola and all of these other big companies now it's kind of diverted from, uh, you know jesus and it's more about you know santa and presents and you know commercialism mm-hmm. and stuff like that so when you look at it from that angle you might say it's bad but at the same time as you pointed out obviously you know it's not just big corporations that make money from this and there are some you know there are still people around the world who do believe in the traditions of of uh, halloween so i i guess it's it's just one of those things that are bound to happen where you know if there's something if there's money to be made it will be made so I guess it's neither yeah. good nor bad, but I can understand why some people would be kind of against it. The Christmas one, I can understand more where some people, well, I'm not sure if they do, but some people having an issue with it because, like you said, it's derived from like a religious thing to now making one. I could understand that, but you know what? Life is too dull, man. I think, I don't think really anybody cares about it. Yeah, Steve, go on, you're going to say something? Yeah, I think it's always good for, again, smaller like, businesses, especially to- when it comes to tourism. Like a lot of local people get involved. Do you know what I mean? Like with football, such a big business, but around the football scene it provides a lot of jobs do you know what i mean like so it's the same with christmas like i get it i i do understand like when people are like oh you know it's meant to be a religious festival like they're kind of ruining it or they're taking it away from its core values but also it's not just corporations that are, like normal people also get involved and they still like they still believe in the spirit do you know what i mean they like, still believe in like um the core values at the same time it's not one or the other it could be uh both do you know what i mean so but uh, eight billion is a huge amount though eight billion yeah. worldwide is huge for halloween yeah and i wonder how we're going to be affected like whether it's going to be even worse that figure is uh i just want everyone to keep in mind that figure is during covid and uh, this leads me on to my next question obviously covid virus is a virus right isn't the Erin? and i want you to answer this because i think you're better you're gonna but you'll be a better be better at explaining it isn't there a real chance Maybe not COVID in it, but maybe maybe in the future or something. Isn't there a real chance that this virus could actually like mutate, and maybe somehow we turn into like a zombie-ish type of thing? Like yeah. I believe, I believe that um, becoming a zombie or becoming something like that, it's not it's not far fetched. Do you get me? I think it's it's a possibility that could happen. Okay. What'd you, what'd so you... let me let me just nip this in the bud. Uh, no, that's not gonna happen. Um... Okay. 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 <laughs> that's not gonna okay. happen. But we can okay. pose the hypothetical question of, you know, should there be this virus or another virus that mutates to the point where we do become zombies? No, no. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Before we carry oh. on, um, okay. Eden, you could have, you know, you could have just said. Okay. Let me, because the thing is, I don't want to, I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to scare. I don't want to scare manga. And at the end of the day, we are a scientifically accurate podcast here. So. Okay. Here's the thing with COVID. It, COVID, there is already instances where they have reported mutations within it uh this will increase the lethality of it but there's nothing you know that suggests anything like you know a zombie like state or you know the hunger for flesh that you would have in I'm a dreamer. I'm and, a dreamer. and you know you know zombies it's not really a thing that can actually be true but you know maybe one of those other movies where there's like a, a avian flu or like a, a simian flu which kills the entire population and that leads to like some sort of apocalyptic wasteland is is more likely than a zombie one and i know so, you really like, want a zombie you know apocalypse yeah. uh, right, yeah, but yeah, unfortunately I mean, it's not I mean, going to happen yeah yeah so like when when it first came out the whole covid thing in china 
I remember like the reports that were coming out were zombie-esque. I mean, obviously a lot of it is like hearsay, innit? Like, we didn't really know what COVID was and uh, information coming from China was very like restricted and we had no idea. But I remember the way it was portrayed early on. So in like December, it was seen as like a zombie, uh, you know, kind of a zombie virus turning people into really weak people that were still alive yet dead. And uh, it's interesting how like the media can get involved really quickly and make it seem like it's this like supernatural mm. thing. When, when once it came over, we realized that it's just a very dangerous, uh, you know, strand of a flu, I guess. Yeah, like we, you know, in our very first pilot episode, we've already discussed all of this. So I don't really want to get too deep into it. But, you know, it, it, this is a version of a virus that has previously affected us in the past. Um, you know, if you want to check out more on, the, on COVID, obviously, I don't want to make this podcast about COVID. But if you want to check up on some more information about that, go watch, go listen to our pilot episode. Um, but yeah, let's let's return back to the original question. So, if there was a zombie apocalypse, yeah. Steve, what would you do? First thing I do, I think leave London, bro. London's gonna be so methods. Much... How? How, bro? Get a car and just leave. Like, just drive. I'm done. Like, everywhere's gridlocked. Everyone's had the same idea. Pete, bro, I'm taking zombies everywhere. I'm t- I'm taking someone. I'm joking now. You know what the key is, and uh, in all life, and if you look back in history as well, like the people that go alone die. So you need to form a group like me, you, you know, bring in Rohat, couple man them, do you know what I mean? Cotching like an area and just that's our area. You, you got to move like, um, what's his name in The Walking Day? Rick. Oh, Rick. Oh, so you, you're, you would try to start a settlement with a group yeah. of people and try to what, like reinforce it with barricades and stuff? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. B- b- like pick an area, have a group of people and just reinforce it and work with each other because that's the only way you're going to survive. Like they, all this... Um, by ourselves business no human being has ever done that and survived okay so any occasion as morose as this may sound first things first i check on my family because unlike steve i care about my loved ones but then secondly what Bro, I, I live is, with my family <laughs> no you know what i do though i'd go to the nearest weight watchers find all the out of, out of shape people bring them along with me and uh you know i'll try to travel as stealthily as i can outside of london not on car just on foot try to go through as many woods as i can and should there ever be a situation where we're confronted with zombies, I know I can outrun the people that I'm with. And you're so I'll use guy. them as cannon fodder. No, <laughs> I'll get the fuck out of it. I'll keep hey, going on. until I get to the coast. Yeah, go on. I'll try to find some sort of ship or some sort of boat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll try to wade out as far as I can. With maybe start, fishing uh, gear or something, because mm-hmm. then I can fish. You see, that, see, you almost, you almost had me there, but I almost had you there. But you got no water. What's going on? Yeah, no, no. But I could, you know, I could. Um... Oh, actually, water is a difficult one to be honest. You How see? would I get water? Okay, no, no. You know what I do? You know what I do? I would Google if there's any like kind of semi-famous people who are, you know, um, you've got bunkers. You know, those people who are like really into the whole bunker thing. Yeah, yeah, just yak a bunker. And ba- yeah, basically, just just basically go up to the door and be like, hey, man, let me in. You know, I'm also a survivor. Come on, look, I haven't been bit. Second, they open the door, throw them out, get all their stuff. Survival mm. of the fittest. I'm in you, there. Boom. You think these guys have thought about it day in, day out, enough to spend like 50,000, 100,000 on bunker, aren't thinking of this scenario where someone comes and takes it? Mm-mm-mm. True, true, so, true. Aaron, hey man, I can be very convincing very You're very I can unprepared. Be very, no, no, I can be very unprepared. Your own, sh- your, your own curvy shape will have you being uh, beaten. <laughs> okay, by excuse Iceland. me. Sorry, no, no, hold on. So, Steve, you're saying that you build a settlement. Build a settlement with what, my friend? 
by the time you get all the BMQ equipment out and you get all of the saws and all of that out, you're already going to be getting gobbled up by a bunch of zombies anyway. Nah, nah, though, for a group. Again, if you're a group, if you're a group, then there's more of you in one location for the nah, zombies nah, to eat your buffet at that point. <laughs> Listen, if this actually, if there's a zombie apocalypse, we're all done. Let's, let's just be honest. Like, okay, you know, how would you survive in a zombie apocalypse? I'm actually trying to think of it now. What would your strategic like strategy be? Well, that's the way you need to work together. I don't know if it's a residency or whatever, but whatever you do, you don't do it by yourself. Because if you do it by yourself, you're gonna get, you're gonna get. Yeah, you gotta get the out of shapes with you so you can use them as bait. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like you know, I was watching um the Resident Evil series the other day, and mm. you know the amount of time someone gets bitten in those movies and doesn't say it, it really pisses me off. Bro, horror films in general, man. I mean, the guy's going into the room, you know he's gonna die. He knows he's gonna die. Yet he goes in, and you're just like, why? Do you know what I mean? So cheap. Ugh. Also, it's like you know, you know what I find really strange. It's like in a lot of zombie movies and stuff, like for example, uh, the the Walking Dead and resident evil and so on there's always like a scene where one of the characters just goes berserk and he just starts like stabbing zombies yeah. in the head and stuff and then they're covered in blood and you're like well then you've got the virus yeah you know sure. what i mean the guy's literally drinking the blood of infected people at this point and they're like oh yeah he just washed it off and now he's fine like you know it's like but if there's a virus that travels through like bodily fluids and you're covered in this thing's blood then surely you've got it too that's like yeah. a major flaw in zombie movies next time any of you are watching a zombie movie really pay attention to that because that happens a lot and it really pisses me off but beyond that let's let, let's take this to another angle um maybe let's not talk about zombies for a second because that's obviously very hypothetical so let's instead talk about stuff that actually has happened so for example like have you ever had a near-death experience by any chance i almost drowned once i remember that like, i almost drowned once and that was scary i'm not gonna lie like I, I literally couldn't breathe. I'm not even kidding. I was swallowing so much water. I couldn't breathe. But I was, it, you know when it's like just deep enough and the shallow part is closed. But like I wasn't, I didn't know really how to swim. So like I couldn't really swim to the edge fast enough. So I started swallowing water. And for me, like I thought that was it. I remember like thinking to myself, this is it. Like I'm not going to live. Luckily, like my next kind of like step was actually the surface and I was able to prop myself up. But yeah, that, that, was, that was a close one. Um, you don't you, you don't ever think anything. You you just kind of panic. Like imagine dying and all, all you're doing is panicking. I think that's pretty. That's a bad way to go. But you know, I've I've almost had like five or six instances where like stuff have fallen off buildings and like missed me by a centimeter. So I don't know if I've just got like bad omen on me or something. But no way. That's so <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really weird. It's like um, you know, I was on my way to to the hospital that I, I at one point worked at, and um. Yeah, I was just looking at my phone and I just felt something like brush my nose. <laughs> so like I looked down and like there's a pile of bricks that just fell off like the building they were doing constructions on. That's crazy. Like that's crazy. a centimeter in front of me. And, um, you know, I don't know if that counts as a near-death experience, but I'm pretty sure if I had taken that one extra step, um, you know, it, it might have landed square on my head and it, it was you know quite a few bricks. So. I've, I've got a funny one, actually. Like, do you, I don't know if the listeners know, but there's a game called Knockdown Ginger you play as a kid. Basically, what you do is you knock, you knock on the door and then you run away before the guy opens the door. It's stupid, but whatever. You do it as a kid. And uh, I remember we were playing in the, in the area and one of the, the older boys, he goes to knock on the door and the lady, she doesn't come out, in it. So he just comes back walking like, oh, yeah, this is safe. And he's like, Steve, go knock again. So, all right, it's my turn. I go and knock because we, we, we saw like she didn't come out, in it. 
So I go and knock and I just start walking away. And then as I'm walking away, bear in mind, it's quite like a, let's say it's like a flat. And I, as I'm walking away from the flat, all I hear behind me is a big thud, like doosh. And I turn around and there was a brick on the ground. The lady from the second floor tried to throw a brick at my head. Like that would have finished me. I remember looking at her and then looking at the brick. I obviously ran away, but that was, that was, that was really scary. Like I could you know what I mean? Like if she had a decent aim, if she conked me, that would have been it. Like I would have been finished. But yeah. Not going to lie, low key, you deserved it. Yeah. yeah, yeah punk. I, 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 I low key, low key. <laughs> Edmonton, isn't it? This is uh, the kind of treatment you get. Yeah, yeah, you know the vibes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, I, I, let me think. I, so, you know, scary experience. One time my mum sent me to... Um, by the way, I'm an adult at this point, but my mum still sending me shops because that's just, you know, that's just the vibes. Uh, so she sent me to the shops to get her some change. Uh, no, she sent me to the shops to get her uh, some notes because she had some change. So I went in, I got, I got, you know, some notes, whatever. I come out of one shop and I'm going to the next one. And there's this guy outside and he's like, oh, I think I know you from somewhere. You seem very familiar. I go, oh, no, nah, sorry, mate. I don't, think, I don't think you know me. And he goes, oh, no, no, but you seem so familiar. And I'm like, oh, all right, whatever, man. Just like, leave me alone sort of thing. So I go into the second shop. I come out. I go back towards my house and he's following me. And I'm like, bro, you don't know me. Like, leave me alone. I don't know. He just grabs my hand as if he's going to shake my hand. And he just starts to, you know, kind of rub my hand with his thumb. And he's like, yeah, you're a handsome boy. I think I know you from some. I was like, uh, yo. I was like, yo, relax, man. What? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, real, you're a real handsome boy. And I was like, uh, thanks, I guess. And I'm trying to pull my hand away. And this guy's not letting go, bro. Like, I'm like, yo, this, this can't be it, man. This can't be how, like, <laughs> this can't be how, like, this shit goes down. I'm this not having how it. it ends. Yeah, this is how it ends for me. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm certain I know you. And at that point, I started to realize, yo, this guy's homeless because like he's, he had like 15 layers of clothes on. You know, he smelled oh, really bad. They were dirty. And I'm like, oh shit, this is like a homeless person. At first, I didn't realize at all. And he's not letting go of my hand. I'm pulling. He's not letting go of it. So like eventually, you know, like I, I pulled hard enough and I pushed him away and he kind of, he kind of let go. So I, I'm, a, I'm a grown man at this point. I'm not a kid or nothing, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> this guy's quite big. Uh, I don't want to get into it with him. So now I'm just like fast. I'm walking away from the situation. And he's yelling from behind. No, nah, no, nah, you misunderstood me. Come here. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. I'm like, no, nah, bro, this, is, this isn't happening right now. I started <laughs> pacing it down the road. Bro, I ran down the When I tell you, you say bolt. And I'm like slow as well, but I paced it down that road because that, that was a scary experience, I have to say. That was very scary. Um, that was pretty fun. <laughs> that's pretty funny that was scary would you <laughs> no no it's actually hilarious mm, Aaron you smell real good <laughs> oh. that's basically the vibes that man came to me with but I, was, I couldn't believe what was going on but uh, yeah no, that, that was like a weird experience of mine that's a pretty weird one yeah have you ever you know what have you ever got run over have I ever got run over bro I got run over once I'm not even kidding I was crossing a, that, that was a near death experience for me I was crossing a zebra wait, wait, crossing. hold on so when you have near-death experiences, you put drowning, uh, potentially drowning, uh, you said that, a, a brick nearly hit in your head, you said that. But being yeah. run over by a car was a part that you forgot. Well, the, the previous two were just as bad. I mean, like... <laughs> Bro, run, what do you mean run over now? Explain what you mean by run over. Go on. All right, let me explain, yeah. So I'm, I'm walking to school back in the days. And remember the zebra crossing on my road? So I'm like crossing on that zebra crossing. I look left and I look right. And there's a lady, but she's very far in it. 
and uh, is on the other side of the road. So I'm thinking, oh, she'll stop in it. So I passed the first part, but she was just going faster and faster. I didn't realize that I was tired as a kid, but I'm already halfway there. Do you know what I mean? She should have slowed down and she hit me. And I remember, but I remember before she hit me, like my body said jump. Like I didn't even look at the car, but my body said like, just jump as high as you can. So I jumped high. And I, I remember my friend was like, uh, well, bleep, bleep his name. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was on the other side. He used to live on the other side of the road. He was like, "I've never seen you jump so high." So I jumped, like fully jumped, and the car clipped my foot, like it clipped the end of my foot. So I did like a front flip, and I landed on the windscreen. And then I was, I think I was out for like two minutes. I was like knocked out for two minutes, and then when I came to, like you know, when you have so much adrenaline in your body, like you, I, I couldn't control myself in it. So I, I, but I was trying to understand what was going on because I was a bit confused. And I was looking around and the lady was like, she didn't get out of the car. She was like, oh, you're, you're okay. And then like, obviously I'm just a kid, so I don't really know what to do. I just got angry in it and I started kicking her, you know, the side mirror. So I kicked mm. her side mirror and then she just, as she's driving off, she goes, well, it's your fault anyway. And she just drove off. Edmund That's kind of mad. You see, you see you, yeah, you're built different, innit? Because if that was me, if she was unlucky to hit a kid like me, boy, my neck, my back, all of oh. it's gone. This is great. No I'm but, finished. But like, you know when you get hit, yeah, your insurance, your insurance, bro. <laughs> bro, I, I was disconnected. Like my brain was like, I don't describe it. Like I was lost. I didn't know where I was. I definitely concussion, and I, I didn't go to hospital that day. But definitely, <laughs> I definitely got a concussion or something like that. You just, you just end up lost in it, and obviously, like, you don't know what to do at that exact moment. So yeah, looking back, even that day afterwards, maybe an hour later, I was like, oh, I should have got a license plate, blah blah blah. But when I got hit. And I woke up, I was like, I did, I, believe me, I did not know where I was. Like, if you ask me, Steve, where are you now? I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? So it was just a reaction. Like, I was just reacting, like, survival mode. Yeah, that's kind of mad. You got Very hit by mad. a car. Bro, a car. You know, if I didn't jump, I think she would have finished me, man. I jumped, I jumped and I cleared the hood. And the hood just about clipped my foot. Do you know what I mean? So I, that's how I did the front flip. Like, it flipped me around. But I think if I didn't, if I didn't uh, jump, I would have went over. Like, there was no way. Do you know what I mean? Your next thing you know, Steve's just saying hello to Pop Smoke like crazy, bro. <laughs> it's different. Crazy, man. Me and Harambe chilling. But swing come. <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm, I keep coming into dodgy situations like that. One day it's going to come. God forbid, but let's see. Let's did, see. Halloween did you know, special. like, men apparently have, like, multiple near-death experiences in their life, like, a significantly higher number than uh, women do? Well, I don't know what the exact reasoning behind that might stupid. be. Yeah, it might just be that we're a bit more clumsy and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, that is that is it is one of those things to think about, you know, like uh, how suddenly things can go left. Thankfully, uh, no, no Steve or Eren has died. Uh, sometimes Eren pisses me off, and maybe I do wish. But anyway, uh, I want to go on. Take to, that back. Uh, Take that back. Because if you don't, no, 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 knock on wood right now. Knock on wood right now. Okay, okay. No, no, I support we'll, it. I support it, Rohat. I'm fully behind you. Yeah. Okay, when, okay, when, okay, when I'm gone, the, you, peti you, you'll the, see, the, the you'll pe see. petition is up on a, on on. on you uh, see when I am dead. You know what? Right? We'll put what a poll did. on Instagram. We'll put a poll on Instagram and let let the people vote. If right, you right. go to heaven and you see Ed Ed there, that is not heaven, my friend. Anyway, um, I want to finish the podcast off with a true a true scary story, and this one scares me not because of like the the factor of like a jump scare or anything, because of it's something that's really possible and it could happen to anyone. 
So I'm just going to straight go into it, and this is from a news article, and I'm gonna, and I want everyone to really listen to it and really think about it, and maybe put yourself in this person's shoe. So a homeowner got the shock of his life when he set up a hidden camera to find out why his groceries were disappearing. He confronted his girlfriend when he noticed food he wasn't eating kept on kept going missing. But after his partner denied it, the bemused bloke set up a hidden camera in his kitchen to find out the truth. What was the truth? It was utterly creepy. Night vision footage shows a woman drop down from a hard to reach cupboard above a door. She carefully places her feet on a nearby table before quietly stepping onto a stool and then down to the floor. The intruder then walks over to Joe's sink and urinates in it before opening his fridge and raiding it for food and drinks. She then appears to sit on his sofa to watch television before hitting the fridge for further snacks and returning to her hideaway hole. Joe phoned the police and the woman was arrested and later discovered she had been living in his cupboard for two weeks. Now, before I um, go further into anything, what do you think she was watching? Well, there's nothing good on that time, isn't there? That, that's the real tragedy, eh? She's waking up at 3 a.m. and watching uh, QVC. Text. Yeah, PBC. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, yeah. Uh, imagine the police are coming and like arresting and she's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to miss the last episode of whatever she was watching. And then, whatever she's watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, can you imagine that, though? Like, So there is, I'm not quite sure, and I apologise to the listeners, but there is a term for people who go into other people's houses and stay there. Squatters. Well, I think you're thinking of squatters. Is this, um, it might be, or there, it's either that or there is not, because it, it might, maybe, maybe, do you get it? Maybe. Um, so I just want you lot to put yourselves in that position. Can you imagine, like, you're, you, you, you're somebody else living with you, but you're not aware? Do you know and how not scary to, not that to frighten is? people, but this isn't something that is like a, a never before seen situation. There have been yeah. cases of um, people living in others' attics, um, you know, homeless mm. people or whatever. They they either get in through the roof or you know you leave your door open and they sneak in or something. And there has been a case like this before where unfortunately the man who caught the intruder was murdered by the intruder. Um, oh wow! And this has happened before as well. Uh, so th- this isn't a once once a one-off situation i guess we can link this situation and the video because this is a real story this is something that's actually yeah. been reported we can link it yeah, to so this that... podcast episode so check our bio and we'll put it on our instagram as well um yeah so that was yeah that was what i was going to say that we would put up a video and i like i do want everyone to watch it because you can properly see her coming out from there going down uh to the fridge going to the tv like for me that is more scarier yeah that's more scary than getting i don't know chased down by someone because you're living with someone but you're you're not aware that that someone's and you know what it is during covid as well imagine that she's drinking the drink and then you're going and lips in the same carton done out here i mean obviously this was a long time ago but um in terms of like why that's so scary i think it's beyond everything else it's more about your lack of privacy yeah just like in this in this modern era we're always scared of people stealing our data and stealing like you know we cover our our camera screens with tape and stuff like that because we don't want people to be able to see our private lives so i think Mm. that's twice as scary because you're thinking there's someone who's just literally living right above your head 
that you're unaware of that knows exactly what you're doing knows your sleep schedule as well so she comes down whenever this guy goes to sleep is my understanding and it's like uh you know that's kind of frightening to think about it that way that's like the new modern era boogeyman uh the lack of privacy was her motive i think she was just homeless um, that was her situation yeah i think it might have just been a homeless situation and so she tried to stay up somewhere I mean, it's it's beyond me, man. That is, fr- I mean, that's. I, that I takes motivation. Fight. That takes motivation. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not something easy. Like, like she was Bro, motivated to get into that situation yeah, nah, nah, and stay you, there for two weeks. Yeah, you definitely got to look at it and be like, okay, cool. What she done was a madness. But let's talk about the athletic athletic ability to get first to get up there. You get me? The lung capacity to have to get enough oxygen while you're up in that closed confined space. I mean. She's homeless, she's an intruder, but, you know, do a couple tests, run her through a couple exercises. She might be a very, very good person for the military. Yeah, I mean, mean, uh, beyond the repeated jobs from Steve, um, I think, like, you see how desperate her situation was for her to do something like that. So, you know, initially you get really scared of her, but then I kind of felt bad for her as well because I was like, the desperation she must have had to... Mm -hmm basically hiding was it a cupboard or was it like in the ventilation like it was somewhere really small like a very small space to stay there for sometimes 12 hours at a time and only come down for a short period in the night it's like she must have been very desperate to do that she must have um before she done that she must have been on instagram and she must have watched like a how to change your life motivational video and i think that's how she ended up there (laughs) because that is a very do you think very good thing to for her that she done yeah go on steve do you think like people do mad stuff just because it's halloween like could you see someone doing it like doing something as crazy because it's halloween and you know they just want to mess with other people uh you know what or, or is that just like a movie film thing the thing with halloween is like like i said you know you can hide your identity when you can do that i think there's a lot of things you could do i don't know what the stats are on like halloween deaths or halloween killings but i wouldn't be surprised if it's higher than normal on other normal any other day mm-hmm. so i think i think it, it could be it's, it's an opportunity i guess yeah i guess like any celebration there's always an increase in uh crime rate yeah. um but yeah maybe we can tell uh some more of our stories and uh move on to the next one The Watcher My cousin and his family had lived in the house for about five years. His wife left me to drop off the baby at a daycare before work, but realised she had left her phone at home. Entering the house, she turned the corner to the hallway and nearly ran into the drop-down attic ladder, which was fully extended. They never used the attic, as it was filled with loose insulation and my cousin had left for work hours earlier. She quietly left the house, drove around the corner and called the police. When the police investigated, they found a short-range transmitter connected to several cameras hidden throughout the home. The light fixture in the shower, the ceiling fan above the bed, even in the pinhole in the nursery were sending videos to a nearby location. The neighbor, a few houses away, had been given a key by the prior owners and installed surveillance equipment once he knew our schedule. My cousin's wife walked in on him updating his equipment, but he forgot something at his house and he left it to get it when she walked in. He had been watching them for six years. All right, so that's the story. Uh, for me, that's pretty creepy. Like, <laughs> no, apparently... I think that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah, go, go, no, no, carry on. 
yeah, apparently that like, this is a true story in it, guys. So this is like from our Reddit fans who like submitted um, stories, and apparently this actually happened to someone. Um, what do you think about that? Like, <laughs> it's pretty mad. You know, like at the end of the day, not that I'm saying Reddit isn't a very reputable source. I'm sure this genuinely happened, um, in quotation marks. But also, I just think that um, if true, uh, let me give you a ranking out of let's say. 10 yeah so out of 10 i would give that a solid seven because i feel like you know that is something a lot of people are scared of nowadays bro it's something that's very achievable as well like it's not it's really not that hard to do if you think about it like you sound practiced on the matter please explain mm, mm, mm. (laughs) if i mean if you're a determined person no i'm not saying that i am but if you are a determined person i think it's pretty doable and exactly what you said is about you know these are people's fears now is basically invasion into their privacy nowadays we have devices that just literally like we have cameras on our laptops cameras on our phones cameras of this here and we we hear like articles about you know uh companies always listening in you know when you press that accept all button you've agreed to them always like listening to you i mean for me i find it weird i don't know why but like youtube kind of knows what to advertise on like conversations i've had with my friends do you know what i mean Maybe they're that listening is very in. scary. That is so scary. That's, we can have a conversation scary, now. Bro. Go onto YouTube two minutes later or onto Instagram. And, you know, the thing that we were talking about, not something that we typed, not something that we searched, something that we were just talking about will end up on there. And so you're thinking, well, they must have access to my mic. And it's like, you know, you don't know what you've agreed to when you download an app. It's a bit like, you know, that South Park episode where uh, Kyle doesn't, uh, read the notifications he presses accept from apple and then he gets turned into a human centipede it's that sort of situation no one actually reads the fine print of any of these apps or any of this technology that they bring into their house and so you do wonder to what extent are they listening to us under the guise of uh, you know oh this is for the purposes of bringing you your favorite products yeah exactly and like how uh, for me it's kind of creepier than this story because they probably have like more access to devices and this guy has do you know what I mean? So, guys, this horror story is happening to all of us. So beware. Yeah, yeah, this isn't as dystopian as it sounds. This is actually something that, you know, we're kind of seeing in day-to-day life. <laughs> guys, so just before I end the podcast, Eden, I just wanted to ask you, so if I do get bitten by a spider, I know it can't be no chance of being Spider-Man, man. No, <laughs> no, you don't okay, know cool. Okay, so what? thank you for, uh, yeah, this guy, do you get me? Listen, we're uh, a factual podcast, we're a factual scientific podcast, we don't do uh, all of that nonsense. Look, one okay, word cool. answer, if you could be, well, one word answer, last question, okay. if you could be any uh, Halloween creature, like, what would you be, a werewolf or whatever? Go, Aaron. Uh, uh, Jason? Jason, all right. You don't die, I guess. He's immortal. (laughs) Rohat, what would you be? Scream guy. The one that we mentioned. Dracula for me, guys. So thank you for listening to the Halloween special, guys. We really do appreciate it. As we mentioned in the beginning, our Instagram is Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Our Twitter is Podcast Verbal. And now we're also on Reddit. Um, You can just search for Verbal Reasoning Pod and you will find us. Uh, We have a little challenge for you this week. If you can just get this podcast to just one of your friends, get at least one of your friends to listen to this podcast, it will really help our numbers. And, you know, as always, like, share, you know, leave your reviews. That also really helps us. 
So thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? That was bloody brilliant. But you can find us on Reddit now. Drop it. How'd they find you? Bruv. Just Just search for Verbal Reasoning Pod and you'll find us on uh, Reddit as well. And share with your friends and your family and we really appreciate the support. So enjoy the pod. Uh, That was shit. Can we do that again, please? Why was that shit? Bro, we stumbled, stumbled over the fucking uh, name of the Reddit and this and that, and you stumbled at the very beginning as well. When we're editing it, it's gonna be long, bruv. Let's just do it once where you bro, do it. Fuck up. Why are you such a waste, man? Yeah, okay, that's very creative and very, uh, you know, exciting for you to say that, but just say it again, because let's just do it properly. Because like, I don't want to spend ages trying to get out like, um, uh, energy, energy, energy. Yes, people, welcome to the verbal re-